You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Thursday, so you know what that means. That means it's time for the Michigan Mailbag on the Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On. It'll get ten dollars off your next order. We've got uh, thirteen questions, basically the baseline for the mailbag. So let's just get right to it. Starting with our leaders and best, James Crudup at James Crudup six. Seems like Drew Kendall is trending towards Boston College. Do you see a similar situation with Edwards? And the longer he waits, the worse it looks for Michigan's chances. We'll get more into Drew Kendall in a few, but uh, no, I don't. I think he's just a guy that was going to take his time regardless. He's got a ton of high-level offers. He didn't get to visit a lot of the places that he wanted to check out, and as in Georgia and Oklahoma and all. Actually, he went to Georgia, but, you know, Oklahoma. Um, I'm going to get a better idea of what's going on with Donovan Edwards on Tuesday. I'm going to West Bloomfield. So I, I'll have an update on him at that point. But uh, no, I don't think it's one of those situations where it's like he's just not pulling the trigger. What else do you have to see? I mean, he was going to stay pretty open. He was going to be a late decision regardless. I don't think there was going to be any chance that he was going to commit before now, even if there was no pandemic. Uh, but Michigan also had to turn things around in a pretty strong way, and it hadn't uh, been as vigilant uh, early as we talked about way back in uh, in February or whenever it was that I last went out to West Bloomfield. And they've, uh, from all accounts, uh, none of my own, but uh, all accounts, they've turned things around there. Uh, I'm going to get a better idea when I, uh, when I talk to him and uh, Coach Ron Bellamy uh, as to what's going on, and uh, Bellamy and uh, Edwards have both been pretty open with me about the about the recruitment, as it were. So, looking forward to finding out more about where Michigan stands with Donovan Edwards, especially because, like, I've been pretty open about liking to cover the recruiting class that's going on, and uh, it's been different because the last few days, particularly, I've moved on to 2022, and that's usually I don't uh, move on as early as I have. So that's been different. Uh, Josh Barr at Jadiki, isn't the possibility of starting in October a bit overly optimistic, given considering some of the schools don't have athletes on campus right now? I mean, I think it's all very optimistic in general because we don't, if there's conflicting reports, when you've got Bobby Carpenter, the former Ohio State player who's a radio personality now, uh, you've got Dave Biddle from Bucknuts, who is my ex colleague at 24 7 Sports. And uh, a Nebraska person saying that they are definitely revoting on Friday. You've got uh, got Dennis Dodds and some others out there that are saying that's not happening. Uh, I I think it's a little hard to figure out what the actual truth is as far as that's concerned. But uh, as far as starting October, I mean, you've got a lot of schools that are still going. I know obviously Michigan is, Ohio State is. Ohio State played and did it in pads yesterday. Which, to my knowledge, they weren't supposed to do, but you know, it's each their own. I'm not. I'm actually not complaining about that. It's if they can, if they feel like they can do it, then do it. Um, I know Michigan isn't going to skirt any rules, particularly, but uh, I, I believe my uh, the Michigan State writer for uh, for the Wire sites uh, just said on our conference call that uh, 
Michigan State is also practicing. So there's there's teams practicing and that that are on campus. I'm not sure which ones aren't on campus because I haven't paid attention. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I still think you know if you're looking on October 10th, you're looking at five weeks uh, from basically right now to to get something going. Uh, I, I, I'm sure that if they haven't uh, gotten any practices in, that that's a uh, that's a tall task. But uh, maybe you start you front load the bye week. I don't know what the answer is. That that is assuming the October 10th thing. Uh, I don't know. But speaking about October 10th, let's go to my brother in metal, Michael Wolf at M Wolf 21. If the season starts October 10th, like rumored, do you think they play the 10 game revised schedule or redo the schedule again? And imagine they'll redo the schedule again, but I would imagine it would be 10 games. If it's October 10th, if it's later, I think all bets are off. If it's a Thanksgiving start, all bets are off. If it's a winner, then I think you're looking at eight max. Uh, but I think that, uh, I think that they'd want to retool things, of course. I don't think you're necessarily going to have everybody on those uh, exact same weekends that you started to to have them. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just think that, uh, I mean, I don't know what to think, right? I'm not, I'm not optimistic. I'm not pessimistic. I'm just kind of taking everything as it comes and we'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that the, uh, October 10th, I think it would be, uh, I think that they'd have to retool some things just considering you just took a month of this, what the plan schedule was. I don't know if you just say, all right, well, then Purdue's going to be October 10th and just go on down the list. I mean, we'll see if they get something done. Trent Noop at Trent Noop. What recruit since you've been covering Michigan was the most fun to cover slash talk to? Um, that's interesting. And I have to think about it uh, a little bit here. And I, I read this early, but I didn't. I, first, I read it as player. And I was going to say my probably my guy that I passed on the sidewalk earlier today, Drake Johnson. Uh, was probably one of the most fun players to talk to um, as far as players. I didn't cover his recruitment. Uh, there's some fun players that were from that era. Kyle Kalis was awesome. Uh, as far as uh, recruits, though, um, Levert Hill was both fun and not fun. You know, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and say J.J. McCarthy, because you know what? J.J. McCarthy is he's forthcoming. He's got a lot of insight. He's a smart kid. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you listen to the, uh, the Tuesday interview that I put out there. Uh, we'll have stuff written about that, uh, tomorrow, but, uh, I, I think that he's got a lot that, uh, that he brought things to the table. That I think is really interesting as, uh, as a guy, uh, that just has a lot of interesting things to say about his thought process and all of that. Uh, speaking of which there should be, we have one Tommy Doman, interview up uh, we're gonna i'm gonna get the rest up tonight still but uh i mean i think that there's a i think that uh mccarthy's one of the most interesting as far as that's concerned i didn't really talk to any of the other quarterbacks i didn't talk to Cade. i didn't talk to joe milton i didn't talk to uh dylan uh dylan was notoriously difficult to get a hold of jj being a quarterback and pretty open I think it's interesting because it seems like that doesn't happen that often. Now, some of the guys Michigan's targeting in 2022, I've already talked to. Uh, I talked to Nico Martial forever ago. I talked to MJ Morris today, so look forward to that. Um, maybe things are just changing as far as people being more open. Uh, but there's some others that I thought were interesting and fun to cover. Uh, like I was saying, Levert was fun, but uh, it, just because it was a lot of intrigue uh, going on there. I'm trying to think back to the like the 2016 type era. Ambry would have been, uh, was a lot of fun in 2017. Um, 
I liked Jalen Kelly Powell a lot. Um, uh, I really liked uh, I liked KJ Hamler. I know he's not a guy that Michigan uh, ended up getting, but KJ was my first recruiting interview. Period, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, KJ Hamler as well. Um, trying to think of uh, who else was would really stand out. Uh, I mean, there were some others. Devin Asiasi was really cool. Uh, and, uh, and I feel like there was, oh, David Long. How'd I forget David Long? David Long was, David Long is right up there in uh, JJ McCarthy territory. I mean, I did a three hour interview in person interview with David Long back in, uh, in 2016. And, uh, he and I are still close. I still, uh, I still enjoy him a great deal. Jimmy Whitner one finishing us out segment one. Who would you start a quarterback and why? Question two, if there's a season, will Michigan finish in the top two in the East? I'll answer question two first. I mean, I believe so because I think Penn State's overrated. I mean, I I think that uh, – I think Penn State is where Michigan was last year, right? I mean, yeah, they got a returning quarterback. They lost some of their skill guys. Uh, I mean, I, I just I, – and, you know, some of their top people. I think it might be different a little bit if Micah Parsons was still going to play. And who knows if they uh, – if they reinstate a season, who knows if he would come back? But I don't think he would because I think he opted out right before uh, before the Big Ten canceled its season as it was. As far as Michigan starting its uh, quarterback, I mean, I'd pick Joe Milton just, again, based off of the conversations that I had. That's not a slight on Dylan, but I just think that uh, Michigan is in a better spot with, uh, with Joe Milton. Uh, overall versatility, uh, things of that nature, the arm strength, he can run. Uh, but uh, it, it, he's definitely got more of the uh, the arm, I think, to to lead Michigan. And uh, just again, based off of conversations I've had with multiple people, uh, again, I can't tell you names, but they're people you know. Uh, they've said that Michigan would be in the most advantageous spot if Milton can win the job. And I haven't heard anything that's deterred me from that uh, from that line of thinking. All right, that uh, let's uh, let's talk about. Built Bar. Built Bar, you all know how much I love Built Bar. I've been a big fan ever since uh, I got my first box. I've ordered, I think, three since then. Uh, it's just a fantastic protein bar. I need to get another one here soon. I love the almond to- uh, toffee or almond coconut and the toffee almond. Those are my two favorites. Uh, but I mean, they had some others that aren't available anymore, but they still have a very cutting edge with some of their flavors that they've been coming up with. It tastes like a candy bar. It's not gritty, has no bad aftertaste. Listen, y'all, the, for those of you who are on the fence, how many times have you heard testimonials from the fellow people in the mailbag who are like, Built Bar is where it's at? I bought a box. I enjoyed it. And guess what? You can get built, a box of Built Bar with $10 off by using the promo code locked on. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you that I've never, I, out of doing this for years now, uh, I haven't heard as many people getting on board as much as they have with Bill Bar. And I'd say there's been a 99% success rate as far as people being excited and loving, uh, what they've gotten. Uh, so I'm telling you, you're more likely to love it than not. So builtbar.com, put in the promo code locked on, get $10 off. Uh, I'm telling you it's worth it and it you will enjoy it. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, continuing the mailbag, Dan Walton at 3D Walton. I read that the athletic department is set to take a $100 million hit if there's no season. Any idea how much of that is TV money versus the ability to have the big house with fans? I mean, I'm sure it's a mixture of both. I mean, I, I don't really know exactly, uh, and I'd just be guesstimating at that point, but uh, I don't really get heavily into the financials of a lot of things, but I'm sure it's, uh, it's a bit of uh, a bit of both. I mean, you're not bringing in 100 10,000 people. Granted, a lot of that goes to paying. Uh, I mean, not a lot, but some of it goes to paying uh, paying people as well. The people that are game day people, the people who aren't are not volunteers, uh, coaching staff people. But the same thing with the uh, with the TV revenue. So I'm sure that it's a uh, it's a pretty hefty mix uh, between both. But I mean, you can recoup quite a bit of that if you have Big Ten football sometime this fall or whenever they decide to have it. So I'm sure that the athletic department is hoping that they can figure something out. I mean, because that's, that's a giant number and it's going to be hard to kind of get back into the swing of things and stay up in the black. Like the athletic department had been one of the few big time programs that was in the black and now very squarely in the red. So, and laid off 21 people as a result. Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore. Not sure if you were a fan of The Office, but Kevin spilling the pot of chili is by far the best moment of the entire series. Controversial, I know, but it's a fact. Uh, I'm going to disagree. It is a top five moment for sure. Maybe even top three. To me, there's uh, there's two moments that I like more, and they're both cold opens involving Jim and Dwight. My favorite overall is... Uh, Jim impersonating Dwight. What kind of bear is best? False black bear. Well, there's two schools of thought. That's my number one office moment. Number two is... uh, What's his name? I can't remember his name offhand. But the uh, Kendall Park, the Asian actor who... Uh, imp- who came that Jim switched out all of his stuff to make it look like uh he was uh Kendall Park the whole time and uh trying to fool Dwight on that. To me that's number 2. I'll I'll give you number 3 on Kevin spilling the pot of chili. It's a wonderful Kevin moment. But uh I think that the, the those two cuz to me the office is driven by the Jim and Dwight rivalry. So I feel like one of those has to be one of the top. It's go blue, not big blue at urban line. If they can start in October, can't they start in September? Big 10 football. That is Uh, no, because of, I mean, they haven't been in pads. They haven't had a real fall camp as uh, pointed out earlier. Not all schools are on campus. Uh, So I would say, no, they can't just start in September. But I think that you can start in October at some point because you can galvanize things enough 
It's not like mo- I feel like the majority of teams have been continuing to go, at least the ones that really want to play. So I feel like you can you can scrape something together here in a couple weeks. But as far as I mean, in, in keeping in mind, like what August 31st was kickoff last year and fall camp started like August 12th or something like that. I mean, it's you need just a few weeks and you need some conditioning. Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, Iowa, I'm sure Michigan State, they all seem like they uh, are at least ready to go in that light. But some others, maybe not so much. Looking at you, Rutgers, whatever you are, and why are you the way you are, to use an office line. Finishing us out in segment two is Goat Anchor at J underscore Borders. Who starts at QB and who transfers when they finally play another game in fall 2021? I know I answered who I would pick. As far as who starts at QB, I honestly have no idea. Because uh, to me, that hasn't been a conversation worth having with the people that would know because right now it's kind of a moot point and they didn't get to get a chance to really have a real competition yet. Right. It's, it's been a watered down in shells and uh, you know, not playing for the, uh, the starting job type deal. But if they can get things amped up, I'm sure we'll know in a couple weeks uh, who would be, and who would transfer? I don't know, because everyone's got another year of eligibility. You might, you know, it's it's as if this year doesn't count. Maybe, uh, maybe no one. Maybe you keep the status quo. But at the same time, you have J.J. McCarthy looming. You have whoever the 2022 guy is. He would also be looming. So, I mean, there's, there's uh, who knows if uh, someone would fi- go to look for some greener pastures uh, regardless, but especially at the quarterback position, that's kind of what happens in college football. But no guarantees, especially with that extra year of eligibility. They might want to wait until next year to make that decision because they lose nothing really except for a year otherwise. All right, let's go ahead and move on. We got four more coming up for you here in just a moment. Last four, starting with Trevor McHugh at Go Blue McHugh. What do you make of the starters on OL Ryan Hayes spoke up today? And if you want to know what those are, I haven't written about it yet because I've been knee-deep in recruiting except for the uh, – I did write three articles coming out of the out of the thing. Although it was a, it was a really annoying today, just a little insight into the life of. My uh, – the Comcast was messing with the internet. Like they had a technician outside messing with the internet during the Zoom meeting, and I kept on getting dropped out of it, which was really annoying. And then uh, by the time I went to uh, finally start posting those articles, I had no internet to speak of, nor phone. So that was fun. But as far as the starters, what he said was him at left tackle, Filiaga and uh, and Trevor Keegan at. I've been splitting time at left guard. Andrew Vistardis at center. Uh, Andrew Stuber at right guard. And Carson Barnhart at right tackle. I think that's interesting, especially Vistardis. I mean, it's not a surprise. He's got experience. Earned a scholarship. I mean, we all kind of put Zach Carpenter in into it. I know Carpenter was mentioned to me by a prominent voice that y'all know who that is at one point. And, uh, 
but so was so were a lot of the others. Uh, Filiaga not winning the job outright is a little disappointing because you 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 want a guy who's been on campus for going into his fourth year to be able to have a stranglehold on that. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I mean, you can also say that uh, Trevor Keegan is a really good talent. I'm surprised that it didn't that it was uh, right guard Stuber right tackle Carson Barnhart and not the other way around. But uh, I mean, otherwise, it sounds about right. I mean, it's it's all the players that you expect save for uh, Zach Carpenter at center. But, I mean, again, Vistardis got to play against Ohio State. He's got some experience. I'm not that surprised. It's not like a shock. To me, it, the bigger shock is, uh, is Filiaga still in a battle. Tyler Patterson at Michigan. Pat, what's going on with the Drew Kendall recruitment? And I'm not sure... In, directly, right? Because I, I saw EJ Holland, my guy over at Rivals, formerly my guy at 24-7. We worked together a little bit back in the uh, back in 2016 when he was uh, covering Texas. But uh, he, uh, he flipped uh, his pick from uh, Michigan to Boston College. Keep, I, I haven't talked to Drew Kendall since May. I think May was the last time I talked to him, and Michigan looked pretty good. I mean, I'm a little surprised, but you got to keep in mind, I believe if I'm not mistaken, and I, I sometimes have a hard time keeping all this stuff straight, uh, every single guy straight, because I mean, you talk to so many people uh, in this line of business, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's a Boston College legacy, right? But I also thought that, you know, it, bigger school, the fact that Michigan uh, already has a commitment and is his best friend in Casey Finney. There's some other guys that have been really pushing for him. I thought that that was going to win out, but uh, maybe that's not the case. Um, I mean, I I would honestly be a little surprised, but uh, again, I haven't talked to Drew since uh, May or something like that. So it's been a minute. I haven't caught up with him. And uh, at this rate, I'm probably not going to uh, because uh, it's one of those things you just kind of take a, take a seat, see what's going to happen. Usually guys, if they uh, have made up their mind to go to another school, they're not going to talk to you anyway. That's just kind of how that works. Um, usually you can you can gauge a, a recruit's seriousness about a school just by the fact that they'll talk to recruiting writers from that school. That's usually how that works, because if they if I don't hear from a guy, then, you know, usually like, for instance. Like it's at I. Avante Nickerson, or I think that's his name, Avante Dickerson, committed to uh, Minnesota. He's a cornerback from Nebraska. Uh, I I had a, a bunch of uh, guys that I was reaching out to, and he was one of them. And all the other guys responded to me, and he didn't. And talking to some colleagues, it was like, well, it seems like Michigan's in the thicket for thick of it for this guy, so you should try to try to get a hold of him. And he never responded to me. A couple days later, he commits to Minnesota. So, again, that's that's usually a good way to kind of gauge things. Zach at Mason Blue, 35899. What time are they announcing the season is back tomorrow? Uh, I, I have a feeling we're not going to hear anything tomorrow, even though there's all the rumors of the uh, the revote and all of that. And and you know what? Part of it isn't because I don't necessarily think it's not happening. I don't necessarily think it is happening either. But 
I think that if it is happening, they're not just gonna be like, all right, we're gonna do it, and here's the uh, here's the announcement. I think that they would take a, a. I think they. I mean, they might start telling people internally, but I think that they'll take a week and put together a schedule, and they're gonna try to avoid a PR firestorm. Uh, again, especially because they hired a PR firm this time. Finishing us out, Brad G at GRN Shimer. Vote or no vote. I have no idea. Because, again, the conflicting information. Stay tuned. You know as well as I do. Let me, let me put it this way. I know that Jim Harbaugh told the team, hey, we might be playing in October yesterday. But I also had uh, someone close to Michigan ask me today, like, you, you hearing anything about this? They know as much as we do. We don't know. Schlissel ain't telling anybody anything either, which I think is absurd. A little transparency would go a long way. That's what I got. That'll do it for the mailbag. We're a little lighter on uh, time as than we normally are, but nonetheless, we'll be back hopefully one more time this week, hopefully talking about some good news. We'll find out. All right, that'll do it for us today. Peace.